in the ongoing effort to avoid commercials on our show, we bring you a commercial from us. My subby and I have created a boutique adult toy store on my website. We have handpicked items that are low cost and show up on your doorstep with all of your other Amazon packages. Make sure though that you open them, not your kids. Go to kristenkellogg.com or find the link in the notes of this episode. We will get a percentage of the sales from the items exclusively on my storefront. You get some special items to enhance your FLR and we all win without a stupid ass commercial. This podcast is intended for mature audiences only. If you're not 18 years of age or older, there are thousands of other podcasts you can listen to and you can come back and visit us when you are 18. This podcast is meant solely for entertainment. We are not licensed doctors, lawyers, or therapists. We simply have a fascination with the lifestyle and I'd love to share it with you and get your thoughts and opinions. Hey everyone, join me on my journey from living a 100% vanilla life to tiptoeing into a whole new world I never knew existed. Exploring a life that puts a whole new spin on sex and its meaning to me. From chastity devices and cup holding to my experiences and the lifestyle, I have met some amazing people and had some crazy experiences and learned a lot about myself along the way. Welcome to Christine's FLR Podcast. Welcome back. I don't know what episode this is, <laughs> but this episode, my bestie Carly's going to be here and she's going to make me uncomfortable as yeah, we yeah. talk about the new developments <laughs> in my world that involve her husband and all the things. So buckle up. It should be fun or nerve wracking. <laughs> but first, let's address some housekeeping. You may have noticed that a couple of weeks ago, there was a no drop Monday. Those have been kind of more frequent than we would like, but we are back on track. Everything is settled. We have found a place to hang for the winter and that space should be situated or is situated and it's real hard to talk in the future because by the time this drops but yes <laughs> so we have a place to land for the winter we have a booth set up now in our new space currently i am recording at carly's house because we are also carly and i are starting a podcast that we've decided today the name was going to be corsets and cages <laughs> it is going to be a lot of there will be some similarities to kflr we will talk about my dynamic with my subby what her and her husband's dynamic is but really it's going to be an all-encompassing let's talk about sex and Baby. everybody has salt and pepper in their <laughs> so it will be a more all-encompassing podcast talking about all the things that like well, that make people uncomfortable, but should be talked about. Yes. Stay tuned for that. We will get links in the show notes for that. Um, that will be dropping soon, but you can like and follow so that you are notified when those episodes drop. They will be fun. It will be very similar to my table talk episode without the boys. Yes. Only girls only. So stay tuned for that and more regularity to the Monday drops instead of Wednesday drops or no drops. <laughs> so. That's where we're at. One other thing, I mentioned this, I believe, last week. The first women's group was on November 8th, I believe, and or November 10th. And I have the December women's group scheduled for December 8th, I believe. It's the second Thursday in December, if anybody or any women out there, because it is the women's group, are interested in participating. You can shoot me a message. I'm running it through Patreon, doing a Zoom link. If you aren't able to attend, you can private message me on Patreon and I can send you the recorded meeting so you can also partake or take anything from the meeting that might be beneficial to you and your relationship. So don't hesitate to reach out if you are interested. And I think that is all the housekeeping. I have to put my foot up for this one. 
Get real anchored. Yeah. You got to be grounded. <laughs> one foot on the ground, one foot. Kind of like when you had the bed spins. Right. Mm-hmm. We <clears throat> kind of touched on the new developments in my world in the last few episodes. The couch episode was a bit of a sound hot mess, but I wanted to get something out there. And it has been an interesting month or so. Last week, we talked about communication and how that has changed with the new developments. And I don't know if I've ever really bluntly said the new developments, but I've acquired another husband. (laughs) And he happens to also be mine. So here we are. (laughs) So get ready for Christine to be uncomfortable. I don't know why. So for anybody who is maybe new here, uh, Bill and Carly have been our friends since our very first trip to the clothing optional lifestyle campground that we are residents at, they lured us in with food and our introverted asses tried to use the, I got to get a drink excuse (laughs) and fully intended on not going back, but then made ourselves step outside of our comfort zone. And we went back and we ate all the food, had all the farts and really never left their camper from that time on. And we have been friends since. Yes. So that's going on, I think, for going on five years, probably. They are no longer at the Lifestyle Campground. However, we followed them and we are neighbors at a different campground that is <laughs> not Lifestyle related. Yes. <laughs> I think we're going to convert it. <laughs> I love it. Oh, the small town will spin. Yes. So true. And here I am back in a small town, but. Much more fun than the one I grew up in. Yes. I don't know where to start all of this. <laughs> so, well, back at the beginning with all the sexual innuendos, huh? And just really the conversation of how do you cross that line with your friends? It took me four years. I mean, this is something that we have, I mean, we've talked about. So maybe first you guys are swingers. Or were is probably more accurate and yeah. we weren't very good swingers in the traditional sense of the word uh we called ourselves poly swingers for the most part because we didn't just fuck to fuck we had to like people as humans mm-hmm. before their body parts touched ours <laughs> <laughs> and uh yes so that's how we started in this world actually we started in this world because my husband said i want to watch him another man fuck you mm. And that kind of transferred into the swinger land. I was not very Mm -hmm. good at it. Listen, I get it. (laughs) Terrible. I don't, I mean, I don't even know if I call myself a swinger. Yeah, I don't. I, I'm not a swinger. I stopped being a swinger probably two or three years ago. Really? For a while you said you could be a blowjob swinger where you you suck the dick and then. Then you go away. Yes. Yeah. And really it's about me, not them (laughs) but in the same token as liking you as a human I also need to know that you are not super busy yeah you only get one vagina and one penis and one mouth Mm. I always forget about the mouth (laughs) I don't think about what I'm doing when I put things in my mouth Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's accurate and I'm super picky about my people yeah I'm super lucky that you like me I'm super lucky that you like me. <laughs> Do you want to cuddle? That is so weird. <laughs> Listen, Carly doesn't cuddle puddle with many, so. Many. No. A lot of touching. There's a lot of touching. <laughs> Which, on that note, is part of kind of how one way you can look at what has happened, really, because your husband is very much. Touchy. Touchy, all the touchy, and I am very much all the touchy, as is my husband, all the touchy. Mm-hmm. It does not feel like razor blades and needles on our skin. <laughs> I have to make an effort to be touchy. Yes. And I do not like to be tickly touched. Yes. Light rubbing makes me want to lose my mind. <laughs> and also, for the record, cuddling was much the same. There were many, many conversations <laughs> about cuddle puddles at the campground when we would have many of our table talks on the deck <laughs> and it was kind of an inside joke. We were either talking about poop or how much Carly hates to cuddle. <laughs> Usually it comes along with that. 
Mm-hmm. Ickly, ickly. You do not like goosebumps. That's the biggest thing. <laughs> I do not like goosebumps. It feels like spiders on mm. my skin. I don't. If you're going to touch me, touch me. Put some pressure into it. Yeah. Right. Be firm. I mean, just just the simple change in how you're touching, as opposed to this like tips of your fingers business. <laughs> Ugh. So circling back a little bit. <laughs> stay tuned. I mean, buckle up. This yeah. is how the whole episode will be. So we met them. We were friends, you know, in the beginning. And I don't know. Would you? How long would you say we were friends before it was a discussion of my husband would like to sleep with you, or even? I mean, was it from the get go? I don't. Think I mean, it was I think from the get go. No, probably not. But I don't think it was very long where there was innuendo, at least, mm-hmm. about the four of us. Mm-hmm. Really, I think that's where the where the beginning conversations came from. Mm-hmm. Was the four of us progressing and how you navigate keeping your friendship if mm-hmm. the sex part doesn't work. Which was always my biggest concern, which is why I'm sure I've mentioned it before, but it took four years <laughs> for us to get to this point. And I guess in my mind, which I don't know, if, I don't know if I've ever said this to you. I said it to Brian. In my mind, I always envisioned it would be the four of us. Like right. it would be something the four of us would do. And I think that is part of why it took me so long to even get to the point of exploring even just sleeping with your husband, because I am a very jealous person. I've said that so many times on this podcast. Like I like to keep my toys to myself. I don't like to share yep. all the things. And I, I don't know. I can't get over. And it's, I know what it is. I just don't know how to fix it. It's absolutely just my insecurities about myself. Like, I'm so worried that my husband is going to sleep with you and it's going to be so much better that that's all he's thinking about mm-hmm. when we're having sex. And that makes me so uncomfortable. Or um, I think that's a valid thought process for anybody who engages in sex outside of their marriage. Yeah. But if I could get myself into the mindset, like I know, so I will explain this first. I have a logical side of my brain that understands things and I have the illogical mm-hmm. or irrational side of my brain that can't quite grasp it and just really sends me spinning. And that's probably why I overthink a ton of things. Yes. The logical side of my brain knows that my husband is not going to leave me. We are, and I've said this a thousand times on here, we are soulmates. Like he is my person, much like your husband is your person. Yes. You know, there's, we just fit. There isn't anybody out there that is better. It's just different. Correct. And I can't seem to manage to wrap my head around that. And when all of this initially really started to ramp up, I was kind of like, oh, I think it'd be really cool if Carly dommed my husband. Mm-hmm. And I thought I was okay with it. I think I was thinking with my vagina and not my brain. I mean, if anybody was ever going to dom my husband, it would obviously be you because I am the most comfortable with you. I know that you're not going to like I know that you I have care. no designs on your husband. Yeah. And yeah. you you care about me. You're not going to right. do something intentionally hurt me. And Correct. I have this thing. I think women are catty sometimes. They and, are. You know, when you're in, entering into any type of sharing your partner, mm-hmm. I don't know. I just, it, it opens you up for the possibility of chaos. Mm-hmm. It really does. Yeah. And I was also, my biggest concern was, I mean, we obviously love you guys very much and I can't imagine not being friends. Correct. Like, that was my biggest fear. And there was a situation at the campground that took place that did not go well for them. We were not involved, but it really stuck in my head. And I was very worried that I was going to hurt you if we were to enter into like a poly realm of some variety because. Because of how that went. Yeah, it was just not. And the circumstances were entirely different. Entirely. We were two, her and I are two entirely different people. And I think the logical side of my brain knew that obviously I'm more conscious of your feelings Mm -hmm. and your marriage than this other person was. And I wasn't going to intentionally do something to my intentions were probably considerably different than hers, but it always stuck in my mind that I was going to do something that would hurt Carly. And then I had to overthink the fuck out of it. So (laughs) it has been a whole damn roller coaster, but it has now turned into, I sleep with Carly's husband. Yes. And my husband does nothing. However, <clears throat> my husband is okay with that. 
he has to be because if he's not, it just doesn't work. But yes. I don't know that it will always be like that. I mean, there has been a lot of things that I have said absolutely not to that have changed mm-hmm. over time. Our relationship is always evolving and changing. And I think that having you guys as friends, too, because I've said this before, too, Carly really makes me think. And kind of think outside the box and question why I feel a way about something, which then makes me really analyze what it is. What is the root of what makes me think that way? And I mean, it's so much easier to be the outsider. Yeah. Well, (laughs) making this, making the the words come out of your mouth to somebody else than it is to be the one looking inside. My brain, my big head. That's my reference, my big head. Mm -hmm. So we kind of, so everything ramped up probably, it's probably been a month, right? Because you guys were still in the camper. I have no frame for time. I don't either. <laughs> Bill and I were trying to figure this out the other day on the couch, but. So it was right before we moved into the house, yep. right? So it was in October. Yes. And we're in the latter part of November. It must have been mid, mid to late October. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, Bill and I came to the winter home. And did the dirty. And then it was a roller And stayed coaster. overnight. And stayed overnight. Which, let me just tell you that our general rule is no overnights. I know. And I didn't even, that did not even register to me because I knew that. But that did not even register to me until mm-hmm. like a couple days later. I was like, that's interesting. Yeah. And here's why. I mean, we did the swinger thing and we stayed in a hotel. We had two hotel rooms. Mm -hmm. We were playing with a couple Mm -hmm. and we stayed in separate rooms with that couple Mm -hmm. overnight. I've never, ever been so glad to see my husband. We both walked out of our hotel rooms at almost the exact same time. And I was like, oh my word, let's never do that again. Yep. It is one thing to have sex with somebody. It's an entirely different ball game to share a bed with them. Yes. For the entire night. Mm -hmm. Listen, I'm accustomed to my husband snoring. (laughs) Not so much others. Um, A quick side note. (laughs) We went on a small trip, just a weekend getaway. Not far. Still a frozen tundra. Either way. So we were approached about going on this vacation and I said, we should probably get two hotel rooms because both my husband and I snore terribly. <laughs> and Carly's like, no, it's fine. I'll just bring headphones. Never again. <laughs> it was so bad. It was quite the symphony. I really should have recorded the sounds in that room. Are quite the snorers, especially when we're tired, both my husband and I. It's real bad. And we're in a different environment. I mean, it probably would have been a little different if you guys were in our bedroom at home. Yeah. I probably would have slept better, but you're in a hotel, so it's crappy sleeping anyways. And mm-hmm. I mean, we've stayed in your camper before. Like yeah, I never we hear went, you. Yeah. We have a bedroom door and a fan and all the things, which right. is helpful. But, right. Not yeah. two feet of space between the next person's nose. <laughs> Did you smell my morning breath? <laughs> uh, boy. Yeah. So, an over, yep, it was an overnight, which was, I don't know. I, I thought I would be much more nervous mm-hmm. for it than I was, but I'm so comfortable with him. And just because we've been friends for so long. Mm-hmm. So, I guess I didn't think anything of it until a couple of days after. And I was like, wow, holy shit. Yeah. The days that followed. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, I should say, leading up to. <laughs> the winter house getaway. It was a Friday night and the whole entire week leading up to it was ridiculous. I don't know that I've ever (laughs) been so fucking horny in my entire fucking life. I could not function. I couldn't think of a thought (laughs) and it was probably terrible that we did that to ourselves because my husband was away. So I didn't get any type of release that entire week. My brain was complete fucking horned out by Friday we were both fucking exhausted neither of us were sleeping very well and I mean we made the best of it but I think we were in bed that night by 10 at the latest on a Friday night which is not out of the norm yeah but and then the next day 
we kind of didn't really say, we didn't really communicate much the next day. We just kind of, it was a day for you guys to reconnect, a day for my husband and I to reconnect, which I thought was normal. Um, Maybe a little bit more communication because I got into my head a little bit, Mm -hmm. but a lot of it was not knowing the boundaries. Like I didn't want to step on your toes because I know that that time is important for you guys because we've had that discussion so many Mm -hmm. times. Mm -hmm. My husband and I have never actually experienced something like this. Normally he's there when something like that happens and it has been years since we've done anything like that. So there wasn't, and I didn't want to message him and like interrupt that time and because I have to overthink all of the things. So there wasn't much communication. And I think, I mean, how were you like the couple days after? Good. I have a bit more experience mm-hmm. in the realm. Um, the next, the, the reconnect is super important mm-hmm. for us. It's generally incredibly good sex. Mm-hmm. Not that we don't have good sex normally, but it is Different. definitely heightened. Mm-hmm. Um and so I don't really remember much that was different about the days that came after mm-hmm. other than your noted absence, probably. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that's just circumstantial, but mm-hmm. part of it was awkwardness. Yes. <laughs> All the awkwardness. <laughs> that was definitely a, a noted thing. And the discussion was had about how it wasn't, it was comfortable for you guys to have stayed overnight. Mm-hmm. That wasn't uncomfortable in any fashion mm-hmm. like it was before. Mm-hmm. And that's really just a matter of the people. Yeah. And the comfort level that we have with you guys. Yeah. I was a hot mess across the board, all mm-hmm. the things. So initially I had given my husband, we had discussed Carly doming him. And Mm -hmm. in the days that followed, all that came crashing down on me. And I was totally, fuck, I was the hot mess express. I don't, it was all the emotions. Like it was interesting. I, I don't know if I was insecure in myself or what it was, but I was so fucking uncomfortable in my own skin. And I felt like Well, and I was so frustrated with myself because to me, it felt like I'd been cheated on and nothing happened, but it felt like I'd been cheated on, but I knew in my logical side of my brain that I had not. And Mm -hmm. I had given permission for this, like my poor husband, (laughs) I gave him permission for things. And then I quite rapidly removed it, took that away. Yeah. Now, part of that is of his own doing because the things that I gave him permissions for kind of consumed his days. And Mm -hmm. I kind of felt like I got left behind, like his focus wasn't on me and I want all of his attention on me. So I quickly revoked my permissions Mm -hmm. and it all kind of just, I mean, leading up to Bill and I having sex, my husband was gone and then he was home the weekend that it happened. And then he was gone again. Mm -hmm. So I was kind of going through all of this on my own and I didn't really have him there. And it's really hard to talk about these things via text, but we were doing our best to communicate. It was kind of hard for me because I think I felt like I couldn't necessarily, I mean, I talked to you guys a lot about the things that I was feeling, but it wasn't necessarily what I was feeling in regards to Bill or the whole situation there. It was more of things that I was experiencing with my husband that I was not happy about, or I was trying to figure out why I felt the way I felt. Right. So it was just a lot <laughs> and it was exhausting. And I don't know that I slept really good for probably two weeks. Yeah. I mean, we had good sex, like we had the good reconnecting sex, all of that. But I don't, I think in a way I kind of feel like it was almost like a, when you're on a super big high, mm-hmm. like what goes up must come down. The crash must come. Oh my God. I crashed fucking hard. Mm-hmm. and. I'm really sensitive about really dealing with my emotions. Like I don't want to burden anybody else with how I feel. So I try to do it all by myself. And then I just feel like shit. And poor Carly just gets all the Facebook messages. <laughs> pages and pages and pages. Because I can't, eventually I realize I can't fucking deal with it myself. And I think the other thing I struggled with too is like, you guys have more experience. Yeah. You know more of kind of the emotions you're going to feel. Right. 
and how to navigate them. And right. I didn't. And I was mm-hmm. so pissed at myself that everybody else just seemed to get it. Even my husband seemed to just get it. Like everything just clicked, like everything's fine. And I can't seem to wrap my fucking head around it. I know that feeling. I mean, the incident at camp was very much the same way. I I thought I was completely prepared for it. I thought I was completely okay with it. Saying it is so vastly different than experiencing it. Mm -hmm. And I was a hot mess of epic proportions. I cried for an entire day. Mm -hmm. It was terrible. Yeah. Terrible. And they had already had sex at that point. Yeah. You know, but it was the, it was the relationshipy part. Yeah. That is the difficult part. And I don't think people can fully grasp what I mean when I say it was like breaking up with my husband without breaking up with my husband. Yeah. Unless you've experienced it. It sucks. Right? Like you are no longer his only. Mm -hmm. And even though you're not breaking up, that is an entirely new Mm -hmm. relationship dynamic. Yeah. That gets dumped on you mm-hmm. all at once, seemingly. Yeah. I mean, it's never generally all at once. Right. But all the emotion seems to come mm-hmm. all at Flooding once about in. it. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I think to a certain extent, I felt that like when I had given all the permissions for mm-hmm. you to do all the things and like in my head in the moment, I'm like, oh my God, that would be so hot. Right. But I think in the time since I've kind of realized, and I think it kind of set in too, when you said something about, you know, you being dominant to your husband, it's a very personal thing. Yes. It's something that is kind of, it's kind of like chastity. It's between me and him. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't think I realized how important it was to me to just keep that between us. Now, does that mean that I would let my husband sleep with someone else? Probably not currently. If I was going to let him sleep with someone else, it would be you because I would be the most comfortable with you. Right. But I can't get out of my own brain to get like, I don't know if once the dust settles, I mean, I'm obviously a slow learner on some things and I have to overthink and whatever, but I don't know. I hate to say never because fuck, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> right. somebody asked me 10 years ago, yeah. if you're going to meet a guy that wants you to lock his dick in a cage. I would have said, yeah, <laughs> you're insane. Here I am. Yep. You know, and maybe I would have said yes because I do really like the chastity aspect. But yeah, I mean, things change and evolve and grow. And I guess on that note, where are we at now? I mean, I sleep at night, so that's a bonus. Excellent. Um, <laughs> you don't feel like your world is crashing? No, I don't for the most part, other than my uterus is going to contract quite hard real soon. And I hate that. Shark mm-hmm. week is impending. But. Um, I would say to a certain extent, we have kind of gotten back to normal ish. Yeah. I mean, obviously things are different. Mm -hmm. It's interesting for me to navigate like sitting here because like we said, you know, your husband's very touchy. I'm also a very touchy person, but like we're in your space and I am learning how to navigate. Mm -hmm. Like, I know you can tell me till you're blue in the face that it doesn't bother you or that, you know, whatever. I think somewhere in the back of my mind. And I also think it's that way with Bill when Brian's here. Yes. I think he's, and I'm totally comfortable around Brian because I know how Brian feels. Correct. And Bill's totally comfortable around you because he knows how you feel. Yep. But like when all four of us are together, I mean, things flow. I mean, it's, it's like it was before Mm -hmm. to a certain extent, which I think there's other contributing factors to that as well, because my husband hasn't been around as much. Correct. Because he's been, you know, taking care of his mom or working on the Northern end and not staying at home. But I think some of it too, my husband does to himself. I think he likes this aspect of kind of being the outsider. Mm -hmm. I also think that he has very high hopes for what is in the future in regards to the three of us with him just watching, which is a whole nother area for me to overthink. (laughs) Yes. And I don't know. I mean, we've talked about like, what would our label be? Like, oh, fucking labels. I know. I They're agree. so unfitting. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I don't know what Polly, and I know what Polly is, but I don't know that that necessarily fits. I suppose that's the most accurate. I suppose it is the most accurate. I mean, we don't necessarily need a label. Right. But I don't know. 
It's an odd, I mean, and poly means different things for everybody who's mm-hmm. involved with it. And so mm-hmm. that, in a broad scope, that probably works. Yeah. Probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like you're dating my husband, which is also like, doesn't that sound like 1940s? <laughs> well, it doesn't. It's like, it's just like. <laughs> Same when, with boyfriend. Yes. Well, no. I mean, we have. You been, have a relationship. You have an intimate relationship mm-hmm. with my husband. Mm-hmm. We share our husband. That is so, it's so, like, it registers. <laughs> but still sometimes, like, I just default back, like, when we're messaging or whatever, I'm like, your husband. Mm-hmm. I don't, like, it's so hard to get into the flow. I mean, I've adapted, you're my wife. Yes. But I can't adapt the our husband. That's interesting. So that's kind of been the month. That's kind of been why... The podcasts have been what they have been <laughs> because it has been, I told Brian the other day, I said, oh my God, you have to get so sick of hearing me talk about this. And he's like, no, let's talk about it all. Yeah. Like all the things. All the things. But I don't know. It's, it's so different for me to wrap my brain around. Are you ready to get uncomfortable? Yeah, let's do it. Part of that I think comes from the misplaced idea that you had about me being completely okay with everything, mm-hmm. like having no struggle whatsoever, mm-hmm. easy peasy, go with the yeah. flow kind of kind of idea. Mm-hmm. And that certainly wasn't the case <laughs> at all. I mean, like, I felt really bad that you cried, but like, I don't know. I just thought you had a whole grasp on all of this that was happening. And you were just like, yeah, that's fantastic. Let's, you know what I mean? And I certainly had a better grasp on it than I did the first time, but you learn a lot through all the things, right? Mm-hmm. Like I said from the beginning of this, I am going to speak every single thing that even slightly digs at my skin. Mm-hmm. Everything will be said. Everything will be discussed. Mm-hmm. And we'll go from there, however that looks. I'm not going to not say anything yeah. because that turns into a festering wound that explodes at a very inopportune time mm-hmm. over the smallest thing that has nothing to do yes. with what's been festering. Yes. And oh, so that was part of the process for me. And one of the biggest things for me in this was the being the last to know mm-hmm. uh, when you're, when your subby messaged me about yes. the, you and our husband having more feelings than just let's have sex with my best friend mm-hmm. when it ventured into the land of love. Mm-hmm. This was not something I had discussed with my husband. Mm-hmm. It was obvious to me, yeah, but it was not spoken, mm-hmm. right? And so that was that was quite a a slap in the face for me, yeah. to be the last to know. Like, and there again, I say all the things, and so I simply said. This should have been something that I knew about. Mm-hmm. This should not have come from somebody other than my husband. Yeah. Right? And it was certainly not malicious in any way on yeah. your, your subby's part or any of the things, but it mm-hmm. was like running smack into a bus. Yeah. And how that all went down is <clears throat> it was said, I mean, we have said love you. Yes. For years. I Correct. mean, we just always have the, between the four of us. Mm-hmm. However, the time leading up to our initial tryst, yes, <laughs> kind of hot. It, it was discussed that it was significantly more than just "Hey, love you," like you're mm-hmm. my friend. It was more than that, and I obviously felt it too because looking back, there were times where I have probably had these feelings for him for some time but just shoved them down. Mm-hmm. Like when you were message me, messaging me about the whole situation that happened at camp, I was like, oh, this makes me want to throw up. And <laughs> I just assumed it was because of how I felt for you Correct. going through this because I care about you. But looking back, I think part of it was I didn't like the whole situation. Yes. But so when I was told this information, I was like, well, fuck. So I go right to my husband because that's who I talk to about things. Correct. And not realizing that 
<clears throat> he was going to immediately <laughs> message her <laughs> and tell her what I had told him, which I don't know that he necessarily did anything wrong. I know not at all. Going back, I wish that he maybe would have held off a little bit because I don't know that there was, I don't know how it all played out. I don't know that he, Bill had the time to talk to you about it. I don't right. know if it was something that happened in messenger. And then I was so like, Oh my God, what do I do with all this information? I was kind of on overload because hearing it from him was also making me realize how I feel. Mm-hmm. So then I, I immediately go to my husband right? because I, I didn't know what to say to you because I wasn't sure of boundaries. And I mean, what? Are, hey, your husband just told me he loves me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Like, I didn't know how to how to navigate that. And I automatically go to my husband because he's my go to person. Absolutely. I just didn't realize it was going to be quite so quick. And I don't. I don't, I don't remember the time frame either. I don't know if your husband had enough time or. if. Oh, I think he had time. enough time, okay. but I don't think it was like. I think what sometimes occurs with my husband is, and I is that we assume mm-hmm. that the other knows the things mm-hmm. because we know each other so well. Right. And that is true. Like I said, any, any, anybody with two eyeballs could see yeah. the path that things were on and see that the way you two interacted was more than just, this is my friend. I mean, was it the sticking my tongue down his throat <laughs> in the bar and then me like, oh my God, should I have asked you first? <laughs> So much fun. It was plainly obvious. Yeah. It just wasn't spoken mm-hmm. between the two of us. Yeah. And there again, it wasn't like, oh my God, I can't handle that. Yeah. It was simply, these are the things that need to be discussed. Mm-hmm. These are the things that need to be said. Mm-hmm. I don't like to be the last one to know. Yeah. I think too, like with all of this, I think the biggest thing that I noticed, I mean, since the initial time that we've been together, like your relationship has changed a ton. Drastically. Yes. I would like to think for the better. Yes, absolutely. But it seems like our conversations about things are a little bit different and I have hella FOMO. Like, I want to know all the things, Give me all the information. <laughs> yes. And now I feel like, am I being lazy? Should I stop asking? Like, I, I don't know. Like, I don't want to push too far and ask what you guys have talked about, because obviously there's things that you talk about that's private that I, I don't need to know. And that's an interesting twist on things, too, because I've said that to Bill, like, you guys have your own relationship. Mm-hmm. I don't. I always want to know all the things. Well, you probably always will because like, (laughs) but I don't need to know all the things. Like there are things between you Mm -hmm. that it's a separate thing. It is not my relationship, which is tricky because he's my relationship and you're my relationship Mm -hmm. and it involves the two of you. And why wouldn't I know all the information? But it isn't strictly necessary. Yeah. Like if you want to tell me the information, lay it on me. I will take it all. Yeah. But. I'm not always going to ask specific things. Yeah. And it does get a little tricky if there is ever a time where there's strife. Like, how does that look? Right. You know? Yes. That's a tough one. But I feel like as long as I always say the things. Yes. Yeah. And not worry about the outcome of saying the things, Mm -hmm. whatever they may be, then they're out in the open and can be sorted so that that doesn't have to occur. Which will make me significantly more uncomfortable than I like to be. But <laughs> it will resolve the issue and I will do it. Right. I will just be very uncomfortable. It is not comfortable for me either. Yeah. I mean, my my go-to is fuck all y'all. You can all just fuck right off and I don't care. Fuck yeah. yeah. But that is yeah. destructive. Yes. That's how you end up. Like, I think that is probably my, well, I'm more of a people pleaser, so I don't want anybody to be upset with me. And like, I don't want anybody to be in my circle to be upset. I don't give a shit about anybody else, but (laughs) well, I can't say that because I'm a people pleaser across the board. I will please all the people. I mean, that sounded naughty, but (laughs) I am very much a people pleaser and I'm very much working. I mean, I have my nose down when it comes very good at nose lately. I don't like it, (laughs) but I think too, that was the hardest part because for so long I've had it in my head that it was going to be the four of us, right? Like somehow I thought I was going to be able to get past 
my insecurities or my whatever. Mm -hmm. And it was going to be the four of us. And then it would just always be a conversation between the four of us. Like Mm -hmm. there wouldn't, there wouldn't be this dynamic of separate relationships. Me and you. And you know, and that like, we've talked about this before. It kind of puts you in a shitty position also because like you're my go-to person to Correct. talk about things mm-hmm. other than my husband. But there are things that you just want a girlfriend that you talk to. Correct. And I don't know, like if it's something that I'm irritated about Bill with or something, I don't want to say that to you. I mean, there hasn't been anything like that. I'm not irritated. Right. And that that's the that's the weird navigation for me. Like I, I said, at some point, I'm just going to have to be Switzerland. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I mean, if I'm telling you something, I'm not telling you because I want you to go to him and solve the Correct. problem. I want, and I'm like, going to give you my opinion. Like I always do. Yes. That's what I like. I like when you say, okay, well, why do you think you're feeling like this? Right. Or, um, very much like the first time that we kissed in the bar that time. I, I mean, listen, I went through it then too. Like that's when things really <laughs> changed. I was like, holy fuck. Like I couldn't stop thinking about him. Like all these things. And I'm like, oh my God, what the fuck do I do? Because I don't want to talk to my husband about it right now because I'm still trying to figure it out. But do I talk to Carly? Because that's Bill's wife. What do I say? <laughs> and I think it took me probably yeah. two days. And then I'm just like, fucking listen, here we go. <laughs> and I was extremely drunk. I would have done it sober. But I was so worried, like repeatedly, like nauseatingly, repeatedly, I kept saying, I just don't want to ruin our friendship. You know what I mean? Like, it that's wasn't been- as extreme as oh you my think God, I felt like it was 750 times and then they were just at camp at the lifestyle camp around the be residents at with us for my husband's birthday and I I don't know if I was sober I don't think I was drinking much but I kissed Bill and she thought in comes public over. She comes over and sits down next to me and goes what are you doing kissing my husband without asking me first I'm like what the fuck I may be a bit of a narcissist. I about pissed myself, but then I looked over and she was smiling. So I knew it was okay. <laughs> I'm real touchy about that stuff. but Because you asked me, should I ask you before I kiss your husband? <laughs> I'm like, oh, God, no. Just do it. So weird. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if we don't have established by now that it's all right for you to touch and do the things with my husband, we have clearly got a lot of communicating to do. <sighs> but God, don't ask me takes me forever for things to just click. I think it just takes you or to accept forever to accept yeah. that what we are saying is truth. I think a lot of it too has to do with, I think a lot in my lifetime, I've had people say one thing and do another. Yep. And through all of this that has happened in the last month or so, it has really been apparent to me that I don't really care what you have to say. Your actions are what I'm paying attention to because I think actions speak so much louder than words. I mean, you can tell me something until you're Mm -hmm. blue in the face, but until you show me, I don't believe you, Right. which is a real shitty attitude to have. I mean, it sucks that you have to be that way. You should be able to take somebody on their word, but I think I've just been fucked over so many times. I'm just like, and the world shows you repeatedly on the daily that you can't take somebody at their words. Yep. Yeah. It's difficult. But that's okay too. We'll just keep telling you. Yeah. You can kiss my husband. Repetition. Oh, and that part of <laughs> I do enjoy that so much. Yes. I don't want to interfere. And that is the biggest thing. I think your husband cringes every time I say that now. Mm-hmm. I don't want to interfere on your guys' time. Like, I don't know. I'm still trying to figure out what is a fair amount of time or what I don't want to be demanding. I mean, obviously I enjoy spending time with him. I enjoy spending time with you though. And that's also tough for me because mm-hmm. like you're my person. So like, yeah, I like him a lot. <laughs> you know, I mean, I love him, but like it's weird when the time split sucks, yeah, right? It really does. It's yeah. like a custody sharing thing and I don't like it. Mm-hmm. Like, like going on a date. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm totally, I mean, I enjoy the date. I enjoy the conversation. And I think both of us, as much as we say we're comfortable with our partners being there I think it is nice it is different yeah it's totally different we can just relax and not that you're not relaxed and your partners are around but it's It's just just different different. I I mean that isn't a necessity I mean it is a necessity but it's not like every time we want to spend time together we have to go somewhere to do it I'm totally I mean plus then like after a couple hours I'm like okay let's see what our wife is doing yeah (laughs) (laughs) it's a time sucker 
It really is difficult. And I feel the same way. Like, I think it's fantastic that you guys go and have that time with just the two of you. Mm -hmm. And I think it's important, but I don't like it (laughs) because you're not here. You're there and I'm not there. Right. And we're supposed to be in the same space. Right. Yes. Which is also why it would be much easier if it was just all four of us. Or, and I mean, listen, I'm not saying that because we all know and I can't handle it, but it would just be so much easier. Everything would be so much easier if, 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 but that's never reality. Boundaries. Let's go back to boundaries. Okay. We were discussing boundaries and rules and you worrying overly much about interfering. Mm -hmm. Wait. Can I just say, though? Okay, no, you say what you're going to say. Okay, so here's what I was going to say about the boundaries thing. So as all of this has developed, there has been a new development in your dynamic as well. Yes. So it's new. N-R-E. Yes. New relationship energy. Right. And it's. It's time consuming. You know what I mean? Like the things you guys are doing, I mean. It takes a lot of mental time. It takes, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And it's like a long game thing. It's not like it's just you do a couple hours of this or whatever. I mean, it's like a whole new thing and you're learning and you're growing and whatever. And I'm excited for you both. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't want to impede on that. I want you guys to have the time to do what you want to do. Mm -hmm. So I try to, I think I subconsciously, maybe consciously, I don't know. I pull myself out of the situation so that you guys can have that because I want you to have that because it's fun. Yes. I like hearing about it. So, I mean, (laughs) part of it is about me, but I don't want to impede on that. I want you guys to have the time and, you know, I always have my kid or, you know, whatever. So I don't have much time anyway, but Mm -hmm. I think that is part of why sometimes I kind of pull away, which probably sends the wrong messages, but okay. What were you talking about boundaries? Yes. And so part of that is knowing or accepting that when we tell you we make time for it. Like if we didn't want you around, we wouldn't invite you around all the time. I know. Right. Like it's not obligation. I hear the words that are coming out of your mouth. They just don't go all the way through. (laughs) And so we just keep inviting you actions. Right. Um, As with anything that is not something you participate in the general public with, Mm -hmm. you find time for it. Yeah. And it doesn't have to at least us, it doesn't have to be an everyday thing. I mean, our relationship is completely different altogether. Everything has shifted, Mm -hmm. not just the me being dominant Mm -hmm. part. Yeah. Really, our communication, (laughs) we used to say we had such good communication Mm -hmm. and then for a long time we didn't. Mm -hmm. And I don't know where it went or why it went, but we were not in in a super great place. I mean, we didn't dislike each other. Yeah. But it was not what it had been. Yeah. There was a big period of just stagnancy, I think. And yep. the the far too comfortable sharing space bit mm-hmm. and not really paying attention for either of us to what your partner needs. Yep. Um, I think it was a pretty self-absorbed time mm-hmm. for both of us. Yep. And I think we both had feelings of I do all the things and Mm -hmm. he or she doesn't reciprocate in any fashion. Mm -hmm. And it just kind of spiraled. But sharing your spouse makes you, (laughs) makes you say all the things. It does me anyways. Yeah. And have all the conversations Mm -hmm. and that even the beginning talking about what it would be like for the four of us Mm -hmm. started to change that level of awareness we had for each other. and it's incredibly different. I think it's probably at a much more enjoyable, better level than it was when we first started dating. Wow. It's crazy. It's like dating my husband from the beginning again, yep. except having all the knowledge of my husband. Mm-hmm. You Which know? is so nice. because Yes. It really sucks learning all the things. It I does. Mean, it takes a long time. Yeah. And then you throw in the, the dominant dynamic mm-hmm. that has always been reversed well ish yeah i was gonna say <laughs> in I, the sexual realm yeah anyways. in the sexual realm for sure yeah. yes i was the submissive mm-hmm. and we both really seem to enjoy the opposite mm-hmm. more which is so interesting but it also goes to show i mean we've i've said this too that 
you, your relationship evolves, things mm-hmm. change, the world changes, contributing factors change, whatever. Yep. Like don't, don't be closed minded. And <clears throat> I do want to point out <laughs> that if you are in a stagnant position, swinging will not fix your marriage, right? It is not like you guys. I mean, there was a lot of discussion going into this mm-hmm. that really kind of before the action actually took place, right? You guys were already moving in a Correct. direction that was better. Now, had there been any feelings of this might wreck us, I think that things would have been halted. And we have always said, both Bill and I, Brian and Carly, all of us, that at the core of all of this, our friendship is the most important. So at any time, one person is uncomfortable, it's we pause, we stop, we do whatever. We talk it to death, really. But I am also of the mindset that I don't ever want to live in the land of delusion about things like the grass being greener. Mm When you engage in this kind of thing, there is always a possibility that somebody is going to say, wait, I don't want to do this anymore. Mm -hmm. And the general societal expectation is that your partner will say, okay, we'll stop. Mm -hmm. That's not necessarily true. Right. That may be something that is no longer possible Mm -hmm. for your partner. And then you have to decide on a new path, you know? And I don't, I don't ever want that to not be a part of my, my thought process is mm-hmm. that if it is really something that you cannot yeah. communicate enough to find a happy medium for everybody, mm-hmm. then the reality is that this relationship is probably not right for you. Mm-hmm. Right. And so hopefully that never occurs, but it's right. always, it's always something that's in the back of my mind mm-hmm. that, you know. Much like any relationship, you have to work at it. So many people don't. So mm-hmm. many people go through the motions. I agree. And that's where we were. We were going through the motions. Mm-hmm. We hadn't put in enough work yeah. to make it continue growing. It was just standing still. Mm-hmm. And that was a really long way around to the boundaries of <laughs> things for you to get over that feeling of feeling like you're intruding. Mm -hmm. It's Bill's job to make sure that he is dividing his time appropriately between the two of us, that he's not responding to you while we're having sex, obviously, (laughs) you know, things of that, that's extreme, but yeah, I am sure it occurs for other people. Oh, I was going to say, okay. And so that part of it is the, is the boundary or rule for you. Like stop thinking that whenever you feel inclined to message our husband, Message our husband. Yeah. And he will respond to you in the appropriate time frame. Mm-hmm. You don't have to have all that worry on your shoulders about if it's an appropriate time. Mm-hmm. You're not here. How would you possibly know? Well, listen, I have this image of you guys just fucking all over the house, <laughs> all the time, all the sex. Listen, we were driving over here last night and I said to my husband, I'm like, I sent her a message and said, we're coming, ready or not. And I said, I'm always worried. Like, just like when you guys were at the campground, I never want to walk into your camper. I mean, not like I wouldn't watch, but right. I didn't want to like interrupt something mm-hmm. or, you know, because there's such this stigma around, oh my God, my friends. Are having sex. Yeah. Whatever. I mean, first of all, we would have been at a naked campground, but we're your, I mean, we're at that level that, hey, we're fucking, we'll be done and you know, whatever. Or come or, in. Yeah. I mean, we don't knock. We just come, come watch. In. It's no, fine. It would be different if my kid was with, obviously yes. we did not have my kid. No. So that's different, but. That's like my go-to all the time. I don't want to interrupt them having sex. You guys right. fuck a lot in my mind. Yeah, so we, you know. we fuck less than you think, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're we're pretty solidly nighttime people. Occasion, I mean, if Bill was here, you know, I told him yesterday, I'm like, you really should probably take Fridays off because I'm home and we could do a lot of things on Fridays. Mm-hmm. But he has to work. So there we are. We do the things at night or on the weekends, you know, and whatever. But. I don't like it on the weekends because it interferes on my. It does interfere. <laughs> Which my husband. Right, husband, we need some time. <laughs> <laughs> that That is one of the things that I wholeheartedly think is his responsibility. Mm-hmm. He has a relationship with me and he has a relationship with you. And he has to work at both of them mm-hmm. harder than the rest of us are yeah. going to have to work yep. to make sure he finds that balance and the appropriateness of whatever it is, Mm -hmm. you know, that is not something that 
you have to worry about. Well, you don't have to worry about interfering in our relationship. I know. I think too, you know, it took me a lot to get through. Like in the beginning, it was all like, it was totally the new relationship energy. Like it was, all it is hot. so consuming. It's so hot and heavy, like constant. And then like the sex happened and then it all just fell yep. off. Mm-hmm. Like it was just a drop. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it was me. A lot of it was me being in my own head and all the things. I mean, I don't, I, Bill has never really said anything to me about it. So I don't know. But I think it also was kind of perceived that I was pulling away, which mm-hmm. was not what I meant for it to be like. But like, I think initially, like it was so hot and heavy for like two weeks. Mm-hmm. It was all the things. <laughs> and then all of a sudden it was like nothing, mm-hmm. which, you know, him and I are very much alike in that aspect of he didn't message me because he didn't want to interfere with my right. time with my husband. And I didn't message him because I didn't want to interfere in his time with you. Mm-hmm. So like it just kind of, and then it just kind of continued and then it just kind of continued. It grew, right? Yeah. And it did. Totally festered. It did. But yeah, I ripped that damn bandaid off at the beginning. I think part of it is too. It felt like, you know, you're seeing somebody new and it was all, all consuming. And then you kind of get snapped back to the real world mm-hmm. and you realize Yes, this is new between us, but life still goes on around you. And like you have to figure out how to find your balance with all of that. And I never wanted to be like, I don't want to be needy, but I think I'm needy. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like I like all the attention. I mean, that week was probably more than I could handle on a regular basis, but it's nice to hear from him. But, you know, like your time on your way to work and your time on your way home from work is kind of your time. And then, you know, whatever. And Again, I just need to message and just stop. Yeah. But I think I'm always so nervous that I don't want to seem like an, it's very like dating somebody new that you don't know, but I know him. You know what I mean? For sure. I I don't, I don't, if you would say to me, you're needy, I'm as in me, I would say vomit. I most certainly am not. That's a fat ass lie. Fat ass lie. Plain and simple. It is. But I am learning to be more needy, really, mm-hmm. than I was before. Yeah. I told Brian yesterday, I said, you made me into a fucking princess because I fucking hate driving. I don't want to drive anyway. <laughs> I used to love driving. Fucking yes. hate it. You drive. I don't want to drive. I have long held a, I and this is still true. Let's preface with that. Still true. I don't need a man. Right. I've never needed a man. Mm-hmm. I will never need a man. Mm-hmm. But I need a man. Mm-hmm. I don't need a man to exist. Yeah. I don't need a man to be happy. I don't need a man to feel fulfilled in life. Mm-hmm. I chose my husband mm-hmm. because I wanted him. Mm-hmm. But I need him to fulfill the parts of the husband. Mm-hmm. Needy. I have always had a man. I don't know that I need one. I think that I have always just kind of had in my mind that you're supposed to have a partner. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know what I would ever do if I was alone. I would probably love it. And not that I don't love my husband, but I've never. <laughs> Take a lot of baths. That's what I did. <laughs> yes. But nobody's All... there to feed me chocolate. That's true. I mean, so... I can come feed you chocolate. Okay. doesn't need to be a man. Right. How do you feel about it? I just need somebody to feed me chocolate. Do you want me to put my fist in your vagina? No. Fist in the vagina. There's the no. <laughs> Ugh. I have gotten that wrong quite well. Um, I don't I don't know that I need a man. I do much prefer having a man in my life. Mm-hmm. I do much prefer having my husband, yes. both husbands, really, in my life, which is so really odd for me to say. <laughs> but um I think I really like the attention. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I feel really disconnected. I mean, even I've been with my husband for eight years. I still going on nine, I still want to hear from him every morning if he's not home or right. I want to hear from him throughout the day. Like when I don't hear from him via text message or we don't communicate throughout the day multiple times, I'm kind of like, I just feel really disconnected. Right. And I've noticed that I kind of feel that way when I don't talk to Bill throughout the day. Mm-hmm. Like I don't like it, but I know he, so here I'll just make excuses for him quick. I know he's busy at work. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And you know Things are so hectic with the season that it is for him that you get five minutes to smoke. You don't want to be doing mm-hmm. a message. You just want a minute to let your brain relax. 
But in that same token, is it a matter of your messaging and he's not responding or he's no. just not reaching out to okay, you? Okay, listen, here's how my brain works. <laughs> let's get specific. Okay, let's get specific. I generally don't message him until he messages me, which mm-hmm. is terrible, mainly because I don't ever want to intrude and, on and his time or give whatever. You... So I have tried to be more intentional. Yes. And I should, what I should do is just message him in the morning when I get up. Yep. like, Or like how you do when you get to work. Like yep. usually... I will, sometimes I message him first, but not very often. Usually he has to message me first, which is unfair because I mean. Because he is an attention whore. Right. That's the word I use with my husband. Yes. Seemed a little rough here. He totally is. Yeah. He does not always want to be the one to have to reach out. Mm -hmm. He wants to be pampered with attention. Mm -hmm. He loves it. Loves it. And I should know, I mean, we have talked about this too, Mm -hmm. so I know that, but it's like, it doesn't register in my mind. Like I don't. I don't want to be that annoying girl. Yeah, you won't be. <laughs> That's interesting. Mm-hmm. But yes, so which also probably comes through to him like, oh, she's pulling away. And I'm so not. But I just, I don't, I mean, fuck it. I should just chuck it in the bucket bucket. Yeah, and you do should. All the fucking things. You no should. Fist in my vagina. Stop it. No big deal. Can though. we just say no, maybe? <laughs> Why has it got to be the hard no? At this moment, okay, maybe. Someday. Should we start with kissing first? Maybe Will that make you feel better? I don't know. <laughs> we're gonna fuck up the whole dynamic again <laughs> listen i think this one might be a little bit easier for me to adjust to <laughs> maybe i don't know oh shit then we'll have to split our time six ways because by the way i also have a new sub yes that we're we're navigating presently which that's is- a lot of people <laughs> our circle used to be four and it's growing it is i mean growing. Just the dynamics, really, mm-hmm. that you add when you change the relationship. Mm-hmm. I mean, it it definitely changes the time dynamic. Ugh. And you guys don't have any time anyway because you no. have to drive so far to work. It's dark when you leave. It's dark when you get home. Ugh. Like, we come we over, we're eat. here for, like, dumb. 10 minutes, and then it's 9 o'clock, and yes. going to bed. And How does it get to be 9 o'clock And so then fast? the weekends fly. The weekends do. So too. dumb. Mm-hmm. But I feel like Fridays, we should just hang out all day. So I agree. Yeah, I, it's it's been a roller coaster, but mm-hmm. I I wouldn't change any of it. I, mean, I wouldn't either. It makes you grow as a person. I think like, uh, <laughs> man, it sucks growing. It does. I mean, it's real hard horizontally and emotionally. Mm-hmm. It's terrible. I don't like it. I don't like being forced to do anything. <laughs> but it is required if you want the relationships you choose to work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And no solid foundation, no good, healthy relationship got there without some sort of work, uncomfortable right. conversations, mm-hmm. whatever the case may be. There's always, and it has to come from both people. It can't yes. be one-sided. And learning how to communicate without being defensive or speaking in an attacking manner mm-hmm. has been probably the biggest struggle for me mm-hmm. in my time with my husband. Yeah. I, my husband will say something to me and I'm immediately thinking of my response. Like, how can I defend myself? Because I feel like he's attacking me or yep. I just tune him out. And mm-hmm. I mean, and I, I think to a certain extent, he's also doing that to me. I think that's something that we have worked on. And I think that, which is also a big part of the communication episode is that we've learned how to adjust and actively listen. And when I say something like, I will say, I feel like you're doing this because he maybe isn't because one of the biggest things I've learned through all of this is that how I perceive something in my brain is not necessarily how it's happening. Correct. And I think, you know, I, because I always think I'm right. <laughs> yes. But I think how I perceive something I'm not, I wasn't really, really taking into consideration until the day we had the conversation about active listening, like mm-hmm. stop trying to come up with your response right. or your rebuttal or whatever you're going to, or, you know, your defense, just listen to what they're saying. And yep. I think a big help with that too, is I feel like you're doing this. Like, this is how it makes me feel. Right. You do with that what you want. You're not placing the blame. Yeah. This is how I feel because really that is entirely life, right? Like mm-hmm. you react to something because of how you feel. Mm-hmm. Your reaction to anything in the world is yours. Mm-hmm. It's somebody else doesn't create it for you. Right. 
But there's so many contributing But factors. that is how yeah. the world operates. Mm-hmm. We were, were reactive instead yep. of aware. Yep. Agreed. Why is this making my insides want to vomit? Instead, we just go fucking asshole. Mm-hmm. You're a jerk. Stop being a dick. Yeah. Anyway, that kind of sums up the last month-ish. It does. And our continued development process of making Chris uncomfortable. Yeah, it doesn't take much. It's gotten better. I mean, before you would talk about dildos at camp and I'd be like... I mean, yeah, it's all getting getting better. I mean, your massive dildo sitting in your nightstand right now scares the shit out of me. Listen. That makes me real uncomfortable. That is a beast. That is a beast. Makes me a little uncomfortable. That's why it's sitting out in this open so I can dominate it until it fits. <laughs> <laughs> or put it in your husband's ass. Woo! Ouch. I don't know that that will occur. I have to find a condom that big. <laughs> <laughs> Did they exist? Uh, God, I would think so. Maybe not. I don't know. Oof. That seems like an unhealthy, unnaturally large. Yes. Alien oh, dildos. Mm. <laughs> All the things. Mm-hmm. Okay. 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 Enjoy the episode on the making Chris uncomfortable <laughs> express. I hope you all have a fantastic week. Be good human beings. Stay safe. Be kind. And... We will talk soon. Thank you so much for listening today. I genuinely appreciate your time. If you happen to have any questions, all of my contact information is in the show notes of this and every episode. Don't hesitate to reach out. Also, in the show notes, there is a link to my Patreon, where your support is incredibly appreciated. Patrons have access to advanced and extra content from this and other podcasts that we produce, FLR consulting via messages and video, and input on the production of each podcast. There is also a link to my OnlyFans page. My fans on that platform have access to almost daily posts of photos and videos of me and me torturing my subby, full and sample erotic audios, and other posts. OnlyFans is now the safe place where you can order custom erotic audios, videos, and photos. Mention that you heard it on this podcast for a 10% discount. Most importantly, though, if you have the option to rate and review my podcast on the platform you listen to it on, please do. Good ratings and reviews help boost my podcast in the charts so that more and more people are able to hear what I have to say about the lifestyle. Until next week. Be good to yourself and each other.